This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hey, what's going, what's going on, guys? Great to be on with you today. Always great. love that intro. Oh, look at you. You're a big guy now. I mean, we got John for a couple of weeks now. You, uh, everyone's making you got music. Got the big voice guy. Andy Roth, who whiffed on you when you were young on your career, now pays for it every day when we bring you on because you're so big time. Well, to be did Andy, my memory of that when I talked to Andy back in like 2000. Five after I graduated college was that I feel like he gave me like really good advice and I wasn't going to move to Buffalo anyway. So I don't think he whiffed. I think it was like a mutual whiffing. Honestly. Nah, he whiffed. Look, he, just he, take credit for it. Just, just you got to lean into it, my man. Sure, he sure. Yeah, he screwed it up. Absolutely. And I've been but, using that as fuel ever since. There yes, it is. There, there we it go. Is. Perfect. He right, gave I, you great advice. Go into insurance, young man. <laughs> I think I think the advice was basically like if you if you move here, like you'll be an update anchor and you'll be like away from your family when you could maybe be an update anchor there. And I was like, yeah, that's really good advice, actually. So there you go. And sometimes he says something right every once in a while. I thought that was pretty sharp by him. So, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. All right, so let's go back to this because I remember early on when we were talking about the education of Ohio when it comes to sports gambling was you always said the bet within the bet is is making sure that you sometimes make that bet early so you can get the line in a different way. And I'm like I just started reading some stuff about Bengals and Chiefs and how, you know, if Patrick Mahomes is feeling better, how that's changed. So th- this seems like one of those games where if you bet early on this, you're going to get something that folks aren't getting right now because it, it looks like this thing's even, right? Yeah, I, th- I think we've probably hit – so Cincinnati earlier in the week was a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Now Kansas City's a one-point favorite. I know people will be like, oh, my God, like Cincinnati was the favorite. Now Kansas City's the favorite. The number was two-and-a-half, and now it's one. For For all intents and purposes, and of course, like – Games can land by the final score of by two or by one. But, like, it is very unlikely in a game with a total like this. Like, this total is going to keep going up if there's optimism about Patrick Mahomes. It is just, like, statistically unlikely for the game to land two or one. So, like, I understand people are, like, up and, oh, my God, I can't believe since he was favored. Now Kansas City's favored. It's basically, like, the same bet. It's basically just, like, pick the winner of the game. If we had ever gotten to Cincinnati, like, minus three, like, that would have been a big deal because three is the most key number that we talk about and think about how scoring in the NFL works. If it ever got to Kansas City minus three, like, that would be a gigantic deal. And, like, it's it's not going to happen. Like, we're going to operate here in a zone where Kansas City will probably close as a favorite below three points is my guess. Um, I don't think we're going to get any new information on Patrick Mahomes to, like, drive this number up one way or another. So... Mahomes practices yesterday in full. They've got the video of him, like, walking out of the press conference and stretching in practice with Travis Kelsey. Broken down like the Sapruder film, right? Like, how's Patrick right. Mahomes looking? <laughs> full participation in practice. So here's what I would posit. If Patrick Mahomes practiced on Wednesday in full, yesterday in full, right, yep. and did not take any hits to the ankle, which, of course, is not going to happen in practice, why wouldn't he practice in full today? Why wouldn't he practice in full tomorrow? 
So I think we have acquired already, like, all the information that we're going to get. I don't think, like, anything new is going to come out here. So I think what's going to happen is, as we kind of, like, can't, like, Mahomes is going to play, obviously, in the game. And he's, his mobility may be constricted, but he should be good to go in terms of throwing the football. Like, maybe Kansas City gets bet up a little bit more. So I think, like, the time to bet Kansas City, if you out there listening, if you like the Chiefs in the game. And this is an opinion thing, right? I can give you my opinion, but it's an opinion. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not a fortune teller. But I can read a betting market. I, I think now is the time to bet Kansas City, where I would expect this money line price to trickle up as we approach kickoff. Kansas City to win the game is minus 115. What does that mean? It means if you bet $100 on Kansas City to win the game and, and you lost, you would lose 115 You would win 100 This price is going to go up, so maybe it closes like minus 125 meaning you bet 100 and they lose, you lose 125 so I think you're getting a good price on Kansas City right now. I think it's probably the best price it's going to be. And as far as the total goes, if we are going to continue, guys, to get optimism about Mahomes, which I think that we will, right? I don't think anything's going to change. Then the total in the game has to go up. It's two, like, electric offenses, right? Even in cold weather coming up on Sunday at Arrowhead with Burrow on one side and Mahomes on the other. The total is 47 and a half. I think this total is one-way traffic. It's only going to go up. I don't know that it's going to go up a ton. Just that, like, if you want to try and make the best bet, I think it's probably better to bet it sooner rather than later. Now, maybe you out there listening, you think this is going to be a low-scoring game. That's your opinion. You could be right. I'm not saying the over has to hit. Just that if you like it, I would bet it sooner rather than later. It's my anticipation it will go up. Did scores surprise you in the conference semifinal games? Some of the defenses really played well, kept things down. Well, I mean, like, the, the Bengals beating beating Buffalo's ass for four quarters definitely surprised me. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, Cincinnati winning the game, I guess, isn't, like, a tremendous surprise. But, I mean, b- blowing Buffalo out I thought was pretty surprising. Um, otherwise, was anything surprising? I'm surprised. Like, I love the over, as you know, guys, in the Dallas-San Francisco game last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised that was such a low-scoring game. I guess, like, I mean— Dak was kind of like turned into like what Dak has been at points. So maybe I should have been a little less bullish on Dak having a huge game, even against what I think is a beatable San Francisco secondary. So I think that was the surprising one to me was how poorly Dak Prescott played, missed a ton of opportunities down the field that could have made it a different ball game. Um, a technical question about gambling again, because you know I'm the one that always wants to be educated here. So I saw this morning that there were a bunch of people that were putting on on social media that they made a bet on one of the sites and the site, made a mistake and said, I, I think it was John Morant. It was some player that they said was, I, I don't even know how many points it was. It was like, had more than 20 points and he had more than 20, but the site itself said, no, what happens in those situations? And does it just normally self-correct by the end of the day or how do, what happens there? Well, I mean, it's like it's a case by case basis, right? right? And it works at the sports book's discretion. And now that you know, PAPSA was filed and like sports betting is legal, there's a lot less shady business. But I mean, right. like I've been betting on sports for 20 years illegally. I guess it's legal, but just offshore, like not in the United States. So it's okay. still like legal technically. Sure. But like you know, it's like the wild west. It's like what are you going to do when a sports book screws you when it's illegal? Like file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau? Like you're you're screwed. <laughs> I, I remember I made a bet on. <laughs> At my local, which is like my local offshore. Okay. Um, I think it was, it may have been like the 2007 or 2008 season opener. It was Raiders Chargers on Monday night. Jamarcus Russell was the Raiders quarterback. Okay. And sports books were listing yardage props. One of the, I think it was Johnny Lee Higgins. It was one of these Raiders receivers. Like him or like Chaz Shillins, one of these Raiders receivers who was like not going to play in the game. And it was like knowledge. Like he was out on the injury report and they were listing him. And okay. I bet the under on his receiving yards, and the sports book didn't pay me after the game. And my oh. thought was, like, you knew he was out. There's nothing that said in, like, the bylaws 
that like you can like revoke my bet. But again, it was the Wild West at that point. So I think now we're in a territory where sports betting is legal. And think about it, like, you know, sports books are trying to get your action. Right. And there's a lot of competition, right? So I think it generally benefits the sports book to try and like, you know, give it to the customer a little bit. Like like make the customer be right because they're trying to get customer acquisition. They want customers to keep betting with them. So I don't know like the like the full story about what you're talking about. Sure. But my, my guess is is that if sports books were not refunding the money, then like some sort of like unbelievable mistake was made and it is in their bylaws that they do not have to pay it out. Because I think that they are looking for reasons like to keep giving the customer money so the customer will continue to bet with them and not somewhere else. It's hmm. interesting. Let's go back to the NFC. You've got the 49ers, whose offense is fun, right? And the Eagles, whose offense was silly against the Giants. But the Niners' defense was good against Dallas. And I know you like the over. You thinking over there? You know, I, I do like the over a little bit in this game. It's been bet up to 46 and a half. So we can have a point spread conversation in a second. But just as far as, like, the on-field handicap goes, you know, last week— the Giants were never going to have success on the perimeter against Philadelphia's cornerbacks, right? Slay and Bradbury are both excellent. The Giants didn't have the weapons to kind of take advantage of, of those excellent cornerbacks. Also, like, Philadelphia's defensive front is extremely stout. They play five defensive linemen to stop the run. Also, they could all kind of rush the passer. It's kind of what makes Philly such an electric team and electric defense. The one place, though, that you can attack this Eagles defense, and, like, the GM, Howie Roseman, is fantastic. He does a great job with team building. The team's awesome. I won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Made the playoffs last year, number one seed this year. But they kind of, like, de-emphasize in the age of analytics. Like, Cleveland kind of does the same thing to a degree. Um, Like, off-ball linebackers and safeties to cover tight ends in the middle of the field. So this is the area where I think you can attack Philadelphia is over the middle. And San Francisco does have the pieces that, like, the Giants don't have in order to do that with Kittle and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. So I think San Francisco's, like, uh, like, uh, win condition here offensively is like the passing game with Brock Purdy over the middle of the field, the short to intermediate area of the field. San Francisco is not going to be able to run the ball on Philly's defense with a lot of success, at least not early. Now, maybe they do what they did against Dallas and they run it early and then the dam breaks at the end of the game. Like that could potentially happen. And on the flip side, like Philly ran the ball all over the Giants on Saturday night. That's not going to happen against San Francisco. San Francisco's defensive front is too good. But you can have San Francisco down the field, beating their secondary deep. We've seen teams do it all year. Now, Dallas was unable to do it because Dak Prescott played a terrible game, and maybe Jalen Hurts plays poorly. But if Jalen plays well, A.J. Brown was not on the injury report yesterday, practiced in full. Devontae Smith's going to be good to go. Like, I think Philly's path to success is the downfield passing game more so than anything else. So I think both offenses have a clear avenue to success in this game that, like, the Giants didn't necessarily have against Philadelphia. And that because Dak was so bad, Dallas didn't have against San Francisco. So that would lead me towards the over. Um, I can give you some point spread analysis if you'd like as well. I would, yes. Okay, so Philadelphia, <laughs> just want to make sure before I launched into like another 60-second thing here. So Philadelphia right now is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is ostensibly 2.75. What does that mean? It means that the number is like kind of like in between two-and-a-half and three. Uh, it is juiced heavily towards Philadelphia. I think this number is very likely to go up to three. Like a couple more influential bets come in, and this will be Philadelphia minus three. So if you like the Eagles— 
I think that you should make that bet sooner rather than later. I don't think any information is going to come out on San Francisco that is going to make people, like aside from organic interest from people that just might like San Francisco in the game organically, Nick, there's no injury stuff that's going to come out that's going to make people want to bet San Francisco. So yesterday on Wednesday, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell the least important of the three. They all don't practice yesterday. But Kyle Shanahan tells the media after practice that they're all going to play. Debo Samuel tells reporters after after practice, I am going to play in the game. So let's just say that today's practice report comes out. They both practice in a limited fashion. They're on track to play. Like, I don't think the betting market moves at all. Now, they're two important players, but they're already expected to play. So it's not like I feel like, oh, my God, like they practiced in a limited fashion. Now I'm going to bet them. Like, that's the expectation is that these guys are going to play. So I think this number, and I can be wrong about this. It's not to be presented like I'm going to be right, but I think I'm right, is that the number's only going one way and it's up. So if you like Philadelphia, I would seek out to bet a minus two and a half. And if you like San Francisco, I think you can wait, and I think you can get a plus three at some point before kickoff. And there is, again, a massive difference between laying two and a half or three because you win on three and taking three or two and a half because you push on three as opposed to lose with the underdog. So just keep that in mind if you're looking to bet the spread of the game. All right, Nick. Well done. Uh, Really quick recap. Who you like this weekend then? Uh, I like Kansas City a little bit. I like San Francisco, but I want to get plus three. I like the over in both games. But again, like, I'm not a fortune teller. These are my opinions. So, like, just take that. It's not like I feel like I have an edge. These markets are really, 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 really good. So that's my opinion. Hopefully I'm right. I was wrong a lot last week. But I think my analysis of, like, where things are going I think is very good. Say goodbye, my friend. Say goodbye. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Nick, thank you. We always love having you on. Thanks, my man. Thank Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.